Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Guys, we are in the full swing of holidays, and I just want to say happy holiday. Whatever holiday you celebrate, I just finished celebrating Hanukkah, but I also love Christmas. Now, before I get into this, I just want to say this has nothing to do with religion. I am not doing a compare and contrast amongst religions. I am strictly talking about holiday decorations right now, okay? So this isn't scandalous. We get a menorah. It's eight nights. We light a candle each night. It's a beautiful holiday. I find it incredibly touching. It is part of my tradition. Sometimes you have a Hanukkah party. We get gel which is Hanukkah candy. It's coins in foil. And quite frankly, you can never open the foil. So you have to wait for the chocolate to melt and then you suck it out. And we get a dreidel, a game that people know how to play. I personally don't, but many people do. And we get latkes, which are delicious. But growing up, Christmas always looked so fun. You guys get Christmas trees. You get Christmas decorations. I would drive through neighborhoods with my parents just to see Christmas lights on people's homes. You guys get stockings filled with things, presents. You get a man. You get a man that comes down your actual chimney and leaves you piles of presents. And you leave him cookies. You leave him a plate of cookies. You guys get candy canes. You guys get fruitcake. I don't know what fruitcake is. I never had it, but you guys get that. You get eggnog, which I'm torn on. You guys get Christmas movies. We don't have like Hanukkah movies. No one's like, oh my God, did you catch that sick Hanukkah movie? It's so good. I cried. We don't hear that. We don't hear that. You guys get love actually. You guys get a Christmas story. You guys get uh, Home Alone. You guys get, you guys get Mariah Carey. Okay. You guys get Mariah Carey singing All I Want for Christmas is You. You guys get the North Pole. You have elves making things in a magical land. You have flying reindeer. All I'm saying is I love Christmas. I am a Jew who is proud to be a Jew who also loves Christmas. Now, I'm not talking again about religious things. I'm talking about decoration. I'm just saying, invite me over for Christmas. Let me open your presents. Let me wear your matching pajamas. Let me let me have that experience. If you guys are listening and you want to invite me, to your Christmas, DM me and I will come and I will wear the pajamas. I will carol with you. I love singing. I sing on this podcast all the time. Silent night, holy night. I'm all in for the caroling. You guys get the Grinch who stole Christmas. You get Scrooged, Miracle on 34th Street. I mean, we get Adam Sandler and his eight crazy nights. We do get that. Anyway, happy holidays to all of you, no matter what you celebrate. Hey guys, welcome to Social Studies. I'm your host, Jenna Kingsley, and I promise you this is nothing like the social studies you learned in school. Okay, guys, my don't hate me this week. Don't hate me, but I hate the word bespoke. Since when is bespoke used across the board? Like I actually am Googling it right now. Bespoke is made for a particular customer or user making or selling bespoke goods, especially clothing. That's the definition. 
So when I think about bespoke, I think about bespoke clothing in the olden days. You know, when you watch like a period piece or something old fashioned, or it's like, you know, there's some high end tailor making bespoke dresses or whatever. Now, every single business that opens from yoga to real estate, to interior decorating, to, I don't know. Everyone's like, it's a bespoke. Every website, it's bespoke. It's a bespoke experience. Come on, stop it. Please stop using that word bespoke. I'll pay you guys. Well, I won't pay you because it would be a lot of you. Honestly, I'd have to take out a massive loan. But I just, it makes me nauseous. It really does. Kind of like the word disruptor, which is now being used instead of entrepreneur. It's not a bespoke real estate company, okay? You're just selling my house or buying me one. It's not, please stop, okay? Unless you're going to sit there and you're going to hand sew an outfit for me, customizing it to my body. I don't, I don't want you to use that word. I don't want my yoga studio to be bespoke. I don't go to a yoga studio, but I've seen it used in yoga. Like yoga teachers will be like, it's a bespoke experience. So listen, don't hate me. If you are a person with bespoke currently describing your business, please don't hate me. I'm sure your business is amazing and I will support it. Send it to me and I'll share it on my Instagram. I will. But I just, I'm just saying, can we do away with the bespoke, with the use of bespoke, unless you're talking about like you're a cobbler or something? Thank you. Please don't hate me. As always, thanks so much for everyone who's written to me. Uh, I will share two times the talk back link, which I would love you guys to get involved in. It's your chance to share any thoughts you've had on anything that has been said on this podcast up till, you know, the date I post the link. And I will share your comments and respond to them on this podcast. You can either share your name or not. It's your choice whether or not you want your name on the podcast. And I can't wait to hear from all of you. Uh, If you haven't, please leave a review on Apple podcast. It really helps me. I so appreciate it. And, um, Oh, if you want, if you guys really like an episode and you want to comment something about it and share it on your social, just tag me in it. I will share it. I love when you guys do that. It's super helpful to get the word out about the podcast and that's it. So without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Guys, I have one of my favorite people back. Dina is back. Dina, welcome back to Social Studies. Thank you. Happy to be back. I have a new segment called Is It Just Me? And today I'm going to have Dina do it with me because I know that Dina is going to feel the exact same way on this topic. Is it just me or when you see a couple, if I'm at a restaurant and I see people that seem to be on a first date, I will turn my chair completely in their direction. I will (laughs) stare as though I'm at the movies and I become obsessed with their body language. Mm -hmm. I become obsessed with their conversation. Totally. I become obsessed with whether or not they like each other. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's like, I love that more than anything. I want to make that my full-time job. Is just Same. sitting in restaurants. Like that's maybe we should like that could be another thing that we can just do to kill time and like get out of it now. Just sit I'm next in. to people and listen. Just sit next to listen. Like, what are you talking about? I saw a first date where and I was listening closely to their conversation. The man ordered, ready for this? This was what he ordered to eat. Steamed asparagus 
no sauce, no butter. What? No. And I felt so bad for the girl on the date. Cause I was like, if I were on a date <sighs> and that's what the man ordered as like a table snack. Yeah. That's, that's a deal breaker. I would be distraught and starving immediately. What and then I was have? like, I don't know. But when I heard that, yeah, I then was looking at her like, can you make out with that guy? Like it just became an obsession. Like yeah. I turned my chair away from LL just to join that date. <laughs> just to be like with your ear basically on the table. Literally. Yeah. Um, no, but one of my first, one of my business ideas that I had okay. that I think would be really fun is I once went on someone's third date. It was, they had a third date. Okay. And I went on it. Like not to be like on as, a, as a wing as man, a third wheel, as okay. a third wheel. And I was thinking the third date is a very pivotal date. And Absolutely. I would like to rent my services. Do, do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah. Did you watch this season? Just a few of them. Did you see the middle, the middler, the person in the middle seat? No. Okay. You must watch yes. it. But anyway, okay. I would like to offer my services. By the way, you guys who are listening, don't even have to pay me. I will come on your third date just to seal the deal. Make sure that okay. you guys are moving in the right direction. Live in the party. Make sure nobody slips up. Okay. To get you over that third date hump. Cause I think it's a very pivotal date. But are you trying to like, what if it's not right though? What if you go there and you sense that it's not going in the right direction. I didn't really think it through. Or are you there as a cheerleader? I am there as a, a facilitator of fun, okay. a conversation starter. Okay. I'm there to, what ultimately I'd like to do is force them to be closer because okay. they hate me so much. So they have to gang up on me. No, I, I don't know. Really it's more, again, it's more pure nosiness. There's no business idea here. It's really more I just want to we come on your third date. I just yeah, want to just come on your third date. I don't want to go home with you. Like you guys right. do that without me. But I, I'd like to go on everyone's third date. I'd like to I go know. on your first date. I want to go on just, everyone's dates. You just want to hear what people are doing. And that's like what a life is all about. Like let's. That's kind of what social studies is about. Exactly. And what do people talk about? And how do they connect and relate to each other? I'm, I want to know. Me too. I want to know. You know, we should just become professional eavesdroppers. I think that's the move because that's what I do anyway. I yes. love eavesdropping. Right? That's all I want to do all day long. We need to but go out. We can't make more. any money. Instead of having job. fun for ourselves, we need to go out and just eavesdrop. It's oh. the reason we love the Real Housewives. Exactly. And all reality stuff. And all fun. reality stuff. It's authentic life. It's just authentic life. And that's where entertainment is. Exactly. And the curtains pulled back and you're raw and exposed on a second date. At a, when know. you are raw dogging your conversation. <laughs> right. And we're, we're analyzing you potentially having sex with each other and wondering how that's going to work. Okay. In addition to first dates, you know what else I'm obsessed with? Looking at people who look bored to death of each other. Like they despise each other. Favorite thing ever. Ever. And that's, and that's, everywhere everywhere and when I see that happening I literally start to panic it happened to me just the other night I was what like, do you I mean? saw a couple sit down well I was at I was at dinner and I saw a couple sit down that were probably like a few years older than me like looked like a husband and wife and the phones were out and I was like I was like are they gonna talk to each other 
And like, they literally sat there in silence. And I was like, this is why, like, I can't, like, it would make me too nervous. Yes. But there was, you know, they were just ordering and doing their thing. And some people are fine with that, but it just gives me so much nervous, like nervous energy. It's like kind of depressing. But the second I see it, I just stare. I think I have a staring problem. And I'm not discreet, by the way. Just to make it more uncomfortable for them. The topic I want to discuss with you is sending food back at a restaurant. Okay. Do you send food back at restaurants? My heart just actually picked up a few, a few beats thinking about it. I knew this was such a good topic um, for you. No, I do not. You don't. Do, wait, do you? Okay. So I don't. Okay. Unless it's really off. Like sending I will, food back. I will send it back if it's wildly wrong, Okay, but I'll never send it back because I'm complaining about the dish. Right. Okay. Okay. I can't because I feel I'm like such like an, like an empath. Like I think about the waiter and the guy cooking it in the back and it's going to hurt his feeling and it's going to impact job security or they're going to spit in my food because I always like, think they're going to spit my food. So those are the two things. It's either spit in the food or I'm, or somebody's going to lose their job. And so I don't, so I will push it around in a bit. And this happens, this happens to me at least once a month somewhere. Like something will, you will come order, and I'll be like, oh. Will you change things from the menu? Like, would you be like, I'll have this, but no, this and this. No, no, you stick no. to the menu. I stick, I pretty much stick to the menu unless it's something that's really off putting to me. Okay. But I crawl under the table when people that I'm with do that. I because don't... it's just too much. It's like, you know what? Then just stay home. Stay home if you don't want all this stuff in your thing. Like it's too much. And no, I, I agree. By the way, the only substitution okay. I will ever make is saying like and but without cheese or something like that. But I'm not like, and hold the tomato sauce and hold the crust. Do you remember that commercial? Right. Um, <laughs> hey Jimmy, you give me a pizza with nothing. Guys, that was a polio string cheese commercial from 1910. Um, seriously, the the very first commercial, the very first commercial ever. Everyone's like, gather around. There's a commercial. Okay. So So I I do not, I agree with you. Like how unbearable to be at a table when everyone goes around and they're like, can you grill it with no sauce? And then this and that, and this and the other, I don't do that, but I will take off the cheese. And I don't send things back if I don't like it or if I feel like it's not cooked right. I'll just grin and bear it, suck it up. The other night I was out with LL and we got martinis. And I like my martini a little dirty, like my mint. No, I I, I like my martinis a little dirty. And I took a sip of it and it tasted weird. It it tasted like it had chemical like poison in it, like poison. <laughs> tasted okay. like poison. <laughs> I've had that happen. And I had LL taste it because again, since I've had COVID, my taste is totally off. Okay. Right. So I was like, is something wrong here? Does this taste like poison? So we determined that it tasted a little like there was dish soap okay. in the glass left over. So we were, ret- we sent it back and I That's was like, fine. the bartender hates me. The bartender is going to spit in our drink. Yeah. No drink is different. Okay. So we order a ton of food. It's like one of our favorite restaurants to go to and we order a ton of food. And this is like a place we love everything. Okay. 
we order a pasta dish that had that had shrimp in it. I kid you not. The shrimp came out crawling across the plate. It wasn't even remotely cooked. It wasn't even. It wasn't even remotely cooked. Okay. Okay. And I happen to love raw shrimp if it's sushi, but this was like, like, and and at first we were like, we tried to trick ourselves into like eating it and thinking it was like legit. And then when you bite into shrimp that's not cooked, it's very like there's a certain consistency. Yeah, I'm, I feel sick. Okay, wait. Okay, no. So we were discussing whether or not we could send it back because we had just sent back my martini and we felt we couldn't have a double send back. Oh, I see the dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So we literally were like, let's take it home. We were like, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we both need to go to People Pleasers Anonymous and he's not even the People Pleaser at all. Like he will speak up, but we were just okay. in such a dilemma because he was like, we can't do two sendbacks. We were like, let's take it home. He goes, I'll saute it in a pan. <laughs> Wait, so you decided that you couldn't do it. We had a team meeting, the two of us, and we decided that we could not send it back under any circumstances because at that point, by the way, and again, we had a case. It was raw by the the human eye, okay? It didn't take a chemistry test or a chef to prove that it was raw. It was raw. But we decided to say nothing. This right. is a true story, you guys. Okay. We bring it home with us. We're like, we're not going to hear. And the next day we cooked it and ate it. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, see, I would have just thrown it directly into the garbage. But no, here's the did, thing. The waiter, <laughs> did the waiter acknowledge that you had not touched the dish? No. Okay. They, they didn't. But here's the thing. The reason we rescued it is it any other restaurant I would have just by the wayside, but <laughs> double, the double send back. This is like but, your enthusiasm. To- <laughs> the double send back, <laughs> but the food here is so every meal. Like it's one of those meals, like as you eat, you're like, mm, mm, okay. We like enjoy it. It gives me a moment of enjoyment in life. So like it was worth saving the pot. You know what I'm saying? And, okay, and, okay. and risking the salmonella. Right. To not be permanently banned. To not be permanently banned. Okay. I agree with that decision. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I think you guys definitely made the right call. I wouldn't have cooked it at home. I would have <laughs> Nobody, taken- by the way, in retrospect, it's so like, it's disgusting. Right. I would have taken the shrimp out and eaten the pasta maybe, but I wouldn't have like recalibrated it's, the dish. By the way, now that I think about it, like of clear mind days, like yeah. weeks later, it's yeah. crazy that we cooked it. Is it. Crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. And it's so unlike us because we really don't, like we rarely turn on an oven. Right. And, okay, so and we have no problem throwing out our food. Yeah. But I think we but, felt we needed to like complete, like I think we felt a lot of guilt about the martini. I don't know what happened. The, it's the people pleasing thing, but it's like, it applies to all things. Like if you get like a weird haircut, or a bad massage <gasps> or like bad nails or like, just like when somebody asks you how it is, you're like, it's great. Thank you so much. I love it. And you go outside and like and cry. cry. Into it. Yeah. 
it's oh my god because it's harder to just like face the truth or hurt somebody's feelings right like when's the last time you got a haircut and then said to the person no never but then I walk out and I'm like never again and I like I'm like angry you know or like right. it happens quite often like and you're just like it's great I love it and then you just like quietly walk away and sort it out on your head but confronting somebody and I'm just I don't know I'm just em- embarrassed to, to send something back or to say it's awful and when I hear people doing it I'm I'm I, I literally cannot like oh it just it hurts me deep deep with inside, inside my soul for the other person on the receiving end and there are people that do it like I have, I have friends that, that do it. By the way, here's, here's a question. Is it okay to complain when you're paying for a service and it's not living up to what it promises? The answer truly should be yes. Yes. However, if you complain, a, you're a monster. Well, you're a monster, but there's also risk levels. Like with food, there could be spit in your food. Mm-hmm. With a haircut, you don't want to piss them off while they're doing it. Correct. You know, like you don't want to, like if somebody's doing any, you know, just something to your body, you don't want to stop midway and, and say something. You want to wait till it's done because then they can take it, take it, have a vendetta against you. <laughs> yes, so it really correct. depends on the context. Correct. But you should be able to because you're paying for a service and you're expecting a certain thing. A hundred percent. But it's too much work. It's too, <laughs> it's too exhausting. Just find a new place and a new thing and a new, a new person to interact with. I could not agree more. But I love that you had like a team meeting about it. We literally discussed it. We're like, okay. I went out to a Mexican restaurant where there was like, just like multiple strands of hair underneath the cheese on an enchilada. And you know what I did? Ate it. I just pulled it out. I just moved them. I just pulled it out. I would do the same. Because you know why? A, what are you going to do? Second, if I had sent it back, the mortification, it would have taken down the whole restaurant. And like, just upset too many people. So I was like, I am going to just take one for the team. Like, it's just hair. How bad could it be? And it was, and it was fine. I you know what? I'm, I'm never going back there. I would I fully just, meal. I have removed so many hairs from my plate. Right. We must've eaten like pounds and pounds of hair and like rat feces and like bugs through the years. Right. Do you close your shades? Living in New York City, do you close your shades if you're getting dressed? Like, do you ever think about your open shades? I actually do. You do? I do. I do. Because I I have a lot of windows that look into other buildings and there's always a face. I always. have, okay. I have windows looking into everyone. I, this isn't okay. an, I don't live in an apartment that clears anything. Okay. And I literally do? never close my shades. That's not true. In my bedroom, I will close my shades because I don't want people to see how much time I spend in my bed. (laughs) 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 I will run to my kitchen naked throughout the house and like without a care in the world to grab a bottle of water. Okay. You know what? I think I used to in my apartment, like be more like nonchalant about things but then I went to somebody's apartment that lived across the street from me and I could see how much you could actually see into my apartment which (gasps) is everything oh and I was like oh my god and so ever since then I made sure that like things were down at night well I had I used to have someone that lived across the street from me uh, Mm -hmm. like three apartments ago Mm -hmm. and 
I could see directly into his window and I used to call it the masturbatorium because he would sit. This is oh, a true, I love true that. story. He would come home from, I, I believe based on no fact that he was a yeah. medical resident. Okay. And I'm basing <laughs> it. The only is thing I'm basing scrubs? it on never scrubs, by the way, it's not like I saw any doctor paraphernalia. I'm basing okay. it strictly on the neighborhood that I lived in and the hours that I would see him arrive. Okay. I was close to Mount Sinai. And I just felt that he was a resident. He would, but here's the thing about his masturbating. He would come, he would come Thank home. You. Yeah. Okay. Sit at his desk, which was right in okay. front of the window. Okay. He would bring paper towels with, or tissue box. No. I swear to okay. God. And, and I was just, I would just and watch it. Like, like sitting on my couch, like it was like I was watching TV because he would, it was where my TV was. You just look yeah. to the right and there's the masturbatorium. So we used to call it the masturbatorium. And he never noticed you. Never noticed. I don't think he cared. It definitely wasn't right. like he was getting pleasure from me seeing. Like, I don't think he even thought that I could see directly into his apartment. Okay. And it was just really weird. Like he was never naked. He was always in like work clothes. And this was not a Zoom thing, you guys. This is way pre-pandemic. He would just sit at his desk and then just go like clean up and just call it. it. And I was obsessed with it. I would be too. And that's, by the way, that's probably 50% of the city at any one time. That's what I'm saying. And so I think- But the fact that you can see it, you know, it's just like, that's what, you know. There is a woman across the street for me because here's the thing. I think when you grow up in the city- you're so conscious of like, you kind of tune everyone out. Mm-hmm. I've tuned out everybody. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's looking at me because I'm not really looking at anyone except for all the people I discussed with you that I stare at them in restaurants. I don't care what people are doing in general. And so I think that's where it comes into play that I don't close the shades. However, there's a woman across the street from me who's constantly exercising in her living room. Okay. And I have to say, you guys, I look at it and I just think I am so impressed with how diligent she is about her daily exercise in her own apartment. Okay. So then maybe that's inspirational. It's inspirational. for you, But people don't really look out the window in general. So maybe it's just I don't look at my window because I don't have views in this apartment. I don't have mm-hmm. any views to sit and stare at. And so the background, the other people's windows just kind of become background noise. Okay. So at least you have some interesting stuff to look at, like the, or did have some something to look at. I will say, uh, this is my commitment here and now. I'm going to spend more time looking into people's windows. <laughs> I'm going to start. Because you know what the truth is, you guys? I haven't spent enough time doing it. <laughs> like I see sex. what I'm given. Yeah. But I don't like, like this, what the reason I see this woman is if I sit on my living room couch and I'm facing that direction, yeah, like you can't avoid it. She's jumping, jumping, like, like, it's like a whole thing. You can't avoid it. But think of all the things I'm missing by not trying to see. To see into people's environments. I would just feel good that I'm not the only person in the home alone. Right. If I saw somebody else, like, I think everyone's cooped up in their apartment. No, I don't think people go to work anymore. I can't believe it. We're out of time. Dina, thank you so much for being here. 
you're on, you always make me so happy. And I look forward to having you come back again soon. Can't wait. And I mean that. Can't wait. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.